On today's episode, electric vehicle demand is lagging, and there's one big reason why. Today's episode is brought to you by Engineering.com, a globally trusted source for engineering content. Check out this and many other exclusive videos for the engineering professional found only on Engineering.com TV today. In a move that surprised some, but few in the automotive industry, Ford is scaling back production of their all-electric F-150 Lightning. Now, for some reason, this is good news for a certain political faction in America that feels that electrification of the vehicle fleet is a bad idea, but I think it suggests something very different and very important. Let's boil this down to some simple facts. Electric vehicles emit no CO2. Electric vehicles emit none of the other pollutants that come from internal combustion engines either. Electric motors are far more efficient than internal combustion engines. Electric vehicles are higher in performance model for model compared to their internal combustion engine counterparts. Electric vehicles have lower maintenance costs than internal combustion engine vehicles as well. Now that's all good. Now here's the bad. Electric vehicles are much more expensive than their equivalent internal combustion engine counterparts. EV driving range is much lower. EV charging time is far longer than refueling an ICE vehicle. When the batteries wear out, the repair costs can be astronomical, and electric vehicles are dependent on a charging infrastructure which is not as widely available as filling stations. So with all these pros and cons, is there a single make or break factor that is the rate determining step toward EV adoption? Well, I say yes, and that factor is simply MSRP. Even the cheapest electric vehicles have out the door transaction costs that are at least 20% more expensive than internal combustion engine equivalents. Now that's an amount of money which generally can't be made up in gasoline savings. But more importantly, this transition is happening at a time of normalized interest rates. After a couple of decades of prime rates in the 2% range, a lot of us came to think that this is the new normal. Well, it isn't. Paying 7 or 8% or more for a car loan once was the historical norm, and it is again. And even with car loan terms in America now stretching out to 6 or 7 years, those kinds of interest rates still mean monthly car payments that can be seven, eight, or $900 a month. Now that's on top of increasing cost to service other debt like home mortgages and credit cards. Add all that up and you have a prescription for some epic belt tightening for the American consumer. The average age of cars and light trucks in America is 12.2 years. The Federal Highway Administration reports that the average American drives just over 14,000 miles per year. So the average vehicle in the fleet has something like 170,000 miles on it, with perhaps one third of these well over that figure. Now that's solidly into the time frame for expensive failures of critical components in the engine or transmission, and residual value of those vehicles are very unlikely to exceed the repair cost. So it can easily cost $5,000 just to replace a transmission today. There are a quarter of a billion vehicles on American roads right now. That's right, 250 million. Annual sales are just under 14 million, of which over 10 million are light trucks. Now, the age of the vehicle fleet means that many of these sales are not voluntary. They're replacing end-of-life vehicles. And with high inflation and higher interest rates, a significant proportion of consumers that might want an electric vehicle will instead buy internal combustion engine cars and light trucks to keep the monthlies down. With loan terms as long as six or seven years, the stats suggest that they'll in turn be driving those vehicles for a dozen years or more. So this has the effect of pushing back electric vehicle adoption by a decade for many that would otherwise take the plunge. And it has nothing to do with range, charging station availability, or carbon footprint. This is just about the math that really matters, and that's in the pocketbook. Well, that's it for today's audio version of End of the Line, brought to you by Engineering.com. If you like this podcast, subscribe to Engineering.com to get personalized story recommendations, follow topics you care about, and participate with the global engineering community. 
You can also watch this podcast as a video along with our other exclusive series only on engineering.com TV. Thanks for tuning in.